they're making decisions. You know, should I go into debt? Should I not go into debt? You know, I, if I go to medical school, I have a huge salary, but I also have a huge amount of debt from going to medical school. Is it better to get a job where I don't have as much debt and maybe don't make as much? Could I get, could I get ahead? Uh, could I get ahead financially in that? And so, I mean, like you talk about like, you know, financial independence and, you know, all the fire uh, blogs and, and podcasts out there. I mean, essentially what they're doing is they're deter- they're basically coming to their own decision on what it would take to be financially independent. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start It Up podcast, a member of the Education Podcast Network. The guy you heard at the top of the show is Matt Matheson, and he has my heart because he is talking about getting elementary, yes, elementary and middle school students more interested in financial planning and having them contemplate their spending habits, uh, just basic financial concepts. I'm telling you, I love this. This is an important one for parents. But even if you don't have kids or you are a student yourself, I think this is a really, really insightful one because I think uh, we have a consumption problem. I think we have a lack of financial planning awareness. And universally, I always hear from a lot of people, man, they need to teach more financial concepts or financial planning in schools. And uh, along comes a guy like Matt who's doing just that at the elementary level, which I sincerely love. All right. So this is one I think you're going to share. I think you're going to love. But one last shameful plug, I so, so appreciate it when you guys email me or you drop a note in Facebook or Twitter. Uh, it's what keeps us going. Also, the recommendation on guests has been astounding. Actually, today, Matt, you know, uh, the guest today, he wrote and said, man, I'd like to be on the show. And, and he had some really unique things that you know, definitely wanted me to, to put him on. Uh, the Friday spotlight here for teachers. So uh, if you uh, want to know of a guest or you know you think that uh, you have a suggestion, please let me know, don at startedupinnovation.com or heck, if you just send us a positive note, it makes our day for sure. All right, enough gabbing. I think you're going to love this one. Without further ado, Matt Matheson. All right, now we are joined by Matt Matheson, a guy that is near and dear to my heart in the sense that he wants to get kids excited about money and finances and budgeting and all that good stuff. Matt, thanks for joining the show. Hey, great uh, great to be on here, Don. So we got connected. Um, you reached out to me on Twitter and I, my eyes popped out because I, uh, I think the number one thing people talk about, what we're not doing enough of in education I, like literally the most things I hear is, you know, we teach, we need to teach them more about money and, and, and investing and savings and all this other stuff. And, and while a lot of people acknowledge it, um, I, I see a lot of curriculum that's a little bit sometimes outdated or at least not exciting. And so you decided to do something about that. So I want to start talking about what you're doing there in the classroom. So introduce yourself. You're, you're there in Edmonton, Canada, and you can talk about which, which elementary school is at. And then kind of what you're doing there in the classroom. Yeah, so I am, uh, I'm an assistant principal at Westboro Elementary. It's in a little time just outside of uh, Edmonton called Sherwood Park. Um, and in my role as an administrator, I've been given a little bit of a uh, little bit of freedom. And I also have a very supportive principal. We actually run kind of a unique program in our school. where We actually have like options for our grade five and six students. Um, pretty unique. Most, you know, fifth and sixth graders don't uh, don't have that. And so when, you know, came time to figure out what we were going to teach our kiddos, uh, each of the teachers kind of decided, you know, 
things that they thought the kids would be interested in and things that they were maybe uh, personally uh, passionate about. And the thing that I came up with was money. I mean, you talked about the fact that uh, I think everybody knows that like kids aren't learning this in school. And yet it's just shocking to me that nobody seems to really be doing anything about it. Right. You look at, uh, you know, just the financial situation of, uh, whether, whether you're talking about millennials or whether you're talking about, you know, Gen Xers or even people that are older, it's clear that people don't have the basics of personal finance down. And so, you know, I thought, you know, I, I have my little, my little school and, uh, I'm going to do as much as I can make as much of an impact uh, as I can on the kids that, uh, that I have an influence over. And so, yeah, I started a class. I called it money, money, money. You talk about the fact that, you know, kids aren't excited about personal finance. I knew that. So I made sure I didn't call it like personal finance or something lame like that. You know, I called it money, money. The first, uh, first day that the kids came into the classroom, I had the theme song from the apprentice blaring from the speakers kind of to set the tone. And, you know, I hooked them. The first question I asked them was what would you do if you had a million dollars? Kids, Kids maybe don't like the uh, initially maybe some of the nuts and bolts of finance. You know, we oftentimes try to integrate it into math class, you know, like do questions five to 10 about, you know, how much interest you'll owe on a car if you take five years to pay it off. Well, I mean, they're going to be bored to tears doing that. But I tried to hook them with, you know, what would you do if you had a million dollars? And I tried to not sound too shallow or materialistic. Um, and their answers were, they were fantastic. Uh you know, I got all sorts of things from, you know, ranging from, you know, I'd, I'd buy, you know, one kid's dream was he wanted to buy a MacBook Air. Uh, and, you know, another another little one was talking about how, you know, they wanted to buy a house for their parents or all sorts of different things. And it was fantastic. Um, it was, you know, right off the hop, we, we hooked them. And, you know, once they were hooked, then the rest of the classes uh, really flowed super, uh, super smoothly. And, uh and it's just been, it's been a fantastic experience. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say like a lot of kids don't like to talk about personal finance, but they love to talk about money. And in that answer was everything because I, I totally agree. I think some of the, you know, some of the more, more dry curriculum. I mean, I, I, I talked to some teachers and they're not happy about it, but they're like, look, you know, we have like a, a check signing uh, you know, how to keep a checkbook and, and a ledger yeah. like that. And I'm like, and, and like, and, and the thing is like, those things are kind of going away, which, you know, I know it's, I understand it's still a scale. Um, but we take sometimes the fun out of it. And, and I remember when I used to teach middle school, um, cause I'm really, really deeply passionate about econ. Like I, I really love it. Yeah. Uh, and I used to teach a, a thing. Well, I was a middle school, um, English teacher and I used to have a thing called fiscal Fridays and I would take about a 10 minute lesson um, and just apply it to basics, right? So like we teach the hatchet, right? We were reading, you know, yeah. the, the, the Gary Paulson classic. I and, love that book. It's great. Book. Right. And so we we're like talking about supply demand or yeah. uh, specialization of services or, you know, <laughs> opportunity costs. You know, if Brian goes out and, you know, tries to, you know, go fishing, what is he not doing in opportunity cost? And, you know, anyway, they, they, they got the basics through a, a fun book, a fun curriculum. And, and then, man, their eyes light up when you start talking about money because, you know, the concepts can be taught and, and then all of a sudden you start talking about empowerment. And, man, I, 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 it, but again, I, you know, we just had a podcast not too long ago of a, a financial planner that had some unbelievably cool things he threw down um, because, like, I, and I connected with that because I was raised on that. You know, my mom and dad were you know, well, heck, my dad was a teacher. My mom stayed home mom. So money was a little, little tighter. 
But um, I've always found it fascinating. And kind of back to your point, I, I always scratch my head, like, when everybody admits, you know, you know, what we need to do is teach kids about personal finance and how to, <laughs> okay, so yeah. let's do more of that. And and what I love is, is that you're doing this at an elementary level, which is exactly where it should be. You know, as taking it as an elective in high school, like, that's a little late. Um yeah. So what, what have you found? I mean, like a lot of people are like, oh, you, you can't, you shouldn't teach money in elementary and here you are and rocking it. Why have you found that elementary is a great time to talk about money? Well, I mean, so I, I so as a, as a teacher, you know, I, I would ask the question, like, you know, would we teach kids to read in like middle school or high school? Like, no, like at that point you've wasted some of the most valuable years as far as like brain development and just how malleable kids are. I mean, they're sponges when they're, you know, under the age of 10, right. They just absorb all sorts of things. The other thing too, is I know a lot of adults think that kids are too young to learn about it, but I, you know, I always use the phrase more as caught than taught. You'd be amazed at the amount of things that the kids know, not because they've been taught it necessarily, but just the things that they've absorbed from either their parents or maybe they've been watching TV or YouTube or wherever they're, you know, wherever they're sort of interacting with people, they catch just a ton of different stuff. So I, I like, I look at it just from an educator's perspective. If we really want kids to be like good and like proficient with some of these skills, it doesn't make sense to teach them about it. You know, when they're in their last year of high school or they're, you know, they've got a couple years of high school left. Um, that's at that point, I mean, they're already getting ready to make some of the biggest financial yes. decisions of their yes. life. Like, yes. You talk about the student loan piece. Oh. I, I, I mean, on my blog, I, I, careful I now you're going to get me fired up. Sorry. I just can't tell you like all the, I, I mean, I love the, I love the blog post about how I paid off X amount of dollars because tons of people are in student loan debt and I get it. But you know, I wrote a post a little while ago about like basically how I didn't go into student loan debt, how I avoided student loan debt. I had to take out some small loans um, and, and I did get some help from my parents. It wasn't a ton, but I did get a little bit of help. But I made conscious decisions to do things so that when I came out, you know, I wouldn't have the five or six figures of student loan debt that a lot of people yes. have. So, I mean, you're you're a sophomore, or you're a you're a junior in uh, junior in high school. You're already starting to make those decisions, and you've probably already decided the path that you're going to take, right? Like. I'm going to move away for school. Well, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a five or six figure decision right there, right. To move far away from home to, to go that path, you know, private school, public school, all those sorts of things. Those are huge financial decisions and decisions that have like far reaching consequences. I mean, talk to people, they're in their mid thirties, they're in their forties before they get these loans paid off. Right. And you're, you're making these decisions at 18, 19 years old. It's way too late to start when they're, you know, when they're, when they're in when they're in high school, we have to start way way earlier. And elementary is maybe a, I mean, I get what people talk about. Like it is young. I totally get that. Maybe middle school would be young enough. But no, you know, for my no, 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 I'm gonna stop Taylor. you there. I I think <laughs> it's it's plenty uh, old enough. Uh, as a matter of fact, I I know this for a reason. One of my uh, friends, um, long time ago. Gosh, this kid now is probably. Oh, I hate to say he's maybe even thirty, but I remember. Um, a friend of mine who used to pay his son in stock options. Yeah. Because he had a list of chores and the first time he paid him in cash, 
in in a week it was consumed in Snickers and Mountain Dew. And so he, he introduced the concept of, you know, what if I allow you to, you know, I'll give you some money for Snickers and Mountain Dew, but then he had a, 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 like you pick some stocks and he loved it because, um, the, the son knew that it was going to last longer than the Snickers and Mountain Dew. And, And so long story made short, the kid ended up started picking stocks that like had, you know, dividends. And so he ended up starting a drip account, you know, a dividend reinvestment plan. And then by the time, the the student was done with with college he had a down payment on a house um it's totally because he managed it and the same thing with the wedrick household like uh, god bless my parents like my dad um with ava and anna and soon to be grant uh usually around fourth or fifth grade he takes them to the financial planner and he has you know he has them talk about the stocks that or the companies they're interested in uh, my kids are going to blush and say, oh, no, you didn't. Please don't see me. <laughs> but like Ava um, liked, <laughs> she's going to be mad at me. Ava liked My Little Pony. So yeah. she brought stock in Hasbro totally. and she monitored it. And then Anna <laughs> liked Happy Meals and she bought stock in McDonald's, which by the way, in a down economy, McDonald's is wonderful. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so like they were in fourth and fifth grade and they were checking the portfolio. I mean, a no, portfolio I, one stock, but like it's still something to them. I loved it. No, I totally agree. And you know what? I'm as you're talking there, I'm I'm walking back my comments about it being too young. I was being too Canadian there. Um, it's not too young. Grade five, five, fifth and sixth grade, it's not too young. And I'm the, I'm the same way with our with our kids. Um, you know, my daughter is five, and you know, I've got a son that's two and a half, and we're already starting to. I mean, we we talk about you talk about opportunity costs, right? We're talking about that with my daughter, right? Well, if you spend on this. You know, you can't spend on something else. Uh, you talk about even you. talk, you even talk about like stock in, uh, in toy companies. I mean, there's a lot to be said. Kids, they, they know what's popular, right? And so you can talk to them. I think my daughter's really into Paw Patrol right now. I mean, I wish I would have bought stock in Spin Master like five years ago when it was, you know, you could buy it for like pennies, right? And I mean, this, it, it, it's never too early. You just, it's like any piece of education. You have to tailor it to the age of the, uh, of the person you're teaching, right? Like the, the basics, especially of personal finance. I mean, you really only need a fifth grade education in math to be able to do the basics when it comes to, you know, budgeting or debt, saving, investing, the compound interest stuff, maybe middle school, right? But it's not difficult. It's not difficult math. It's more, um, it's less mathematical and it's more, it's more values based really that you're, you're teaching them the values and not so much. It's not like the analytical portion that's difficult to get. It's the values. And in yes. you know, consumption driven society that we live in, it's so easy to just absorb those, you know, those consumer tendencies that, you know, you get to be in, in middle school or high school and you're, you're consuming without even thinking about it. So as parents, as educators, I think, I mean, you have to you have to actively be working against that to I mean basically you're reteaching your kids almost from what they're hearing you know from their friends or when they're watching TV and when they're on Netflix or YouTube whatever it is um, it's it's just huge. I've got a well, a I think when you're talking about that value system I think one of the biggest transformations for me as a kid and um, if if. If you've already, if you've been listening to several episodes of this podcast, I may have mm-hmm. already told the story. So apologies to those people that have to listen to the second time. But um, when I was probably eight, I wanted a Millennium Falcon really, really mm-hmm. bad. Nice. And, in, and in 1979, you know, $24 was a lot. 
Yeah. And um, I always remember, cause, you know, again, my, my dad was a teacher. My mom stayed at home and, 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 and was an awesome mom. And, but she, I said, mom, I really want a Millennium Falcon. And she says, well, when you have $24, I will drive you to Airway. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I, you know, you know, I, I can, well, I was never one of those kids that would throw a fit because my mom would just, you know, probably, <laughs> no, right, right, right. She didn't, she didn't put up with that crap. So uh, she's like, Hey, when you get $24, I'll take you. And so I remember it hitting me. I'm like, well, daggone it. I'm going to make $24. So I started getting out there and hustling and I started doing some odd jobs. And I, I won like a raffle at my little league and, and one thing led to another. And, and uh, I had this thing called the squirrels club. It used to be a bank account for kids yeah. and all of a sudden I noticed that I had triple digits I had hit a hundred dollars wow. I'm like I'm a 100 air <laughs> you know and I, I'm thinking because which is a like, big deal when you're eight right right well I was gonna say like it, it's a it's at least a year like like later so I'm, I'm nine I've got to be at least nine and uh all of a sudden my mom like remember she's like Donnie do you want me to take you to go get that Millennium Falcon and I thought about it and I thought I like the three digits in my account better yeah. than the Millennium Falcon. And I'll always remember that is that delayed gratification. If my mom would have went out and bought it, the family would have suffered a little bit out of my need for a Millennium Falcon. Instead, you know what I did? I played with David Ramey's. <laughs> so, you know, my best friend down the street, he had a Millennium Falcon and daggone it. I could always walk down to his house and play and, and just... So when you saw her talking about values based on on the econ side, just delayed gratification. If you were a parent, tell your kid to either pay for it in his damn self, or like you know when we get more money, you or the or the Bo Jacksons. I wanted a pair of Bo Jacksons. Uh, those you know I didn't buy expensive shoes, but also the Bo Jacksons came out, and I'm like, this dude's awesome, and they were like 110 dollars. And my mom's like, yeah, yeah, right. you're a big kid, because now I'm like 16, and she's like, go buy them yourself. I did. And I've never, you know, I'd take them home and I'd wash them and I'd polish them up. Like I, those things lasted forever because I took such care of them. So delayed gratification, man. I, I, I dig it. And I love the hearing, like, I can hear that with, with, you know, you're teaching your kids economic concepts and I know you're kind of tongue in cheek teaching these to your two year old, but, um, you know, they're going to be really skilled um, with decisions and, and not just money decisions. Those things just cross over so many areas. Um, so give me a, for instance, I mean, how, how have the kids reacted to this in class? I mean, obviously they get hyped about talking about money, but how do you know that depth of knowledge is really kicking in? Well, they, they've, they've eaten it up. So I'll, so I'll give you an example. I, again, I tried to make the course as like interesting as possible. So I basically try to like kind of gamify or like, it's all online. We have Chromebooks in our school. And so it's all like one-to-one it's all online. There's like some direct instruction for me. Like we're, we're going back and forth and there's conversation and whatnot, but I really tried to make it as interactive as, uh, as possible. So one of the games that we play is a little online game that I found where the kids actually start their own like coffee shop. And it's actually really cool. It's like a little simulator. Um, and basically what they do is they have to buy, uh, you know, they have to buy their ingredients. They have to buy you know, the milk, they have to buy the sugar, the cream. Um, they have to buy the cups. Some of the ingredients spoil. So like if you buy too much milk and you don't use it all, it spoils. So you waste you waste your money. Some of the things like cups, you can buy as many and they, ne- they never go bad. The temperature changes day to day. So the customers are fickle yeah. on cold days. They, they want, um, they want more coffee on warm days. You know, they don't want as much. And so the kids, it's, it's so cool because I'm sitting there and I'm watching them as they're playing these games and they're making these financial adjustments 
as we're, you know, as we're walking through the walking through the game. And so I can really see, um, obviously like the, the econ elements coming out, but also I can see their entrepreneurial spirits starting to come out. You talked about like hustling. And I mean, I think that's huge. I was the same way. Like my parents, my dad's a pastor and my mom was a nurse and she only worked part-time. So same thing. We didn't have a ton, we didn't have a ton of money. So if I wanted anything, you know, my parents, it was like, you gotta, you have a paper route, like you gotta save up for it. And I had a oh, brother, no similar age. We liked, you we had a paper route things. too. I totally, yeah. I had a paper <laughs> route. I mean, you had to get creative, right? Oh like, my gosh, yeah. You had to get creative with with hustling, and so it's cool to see the kids hustling. And uh, you know, we played a game uh, right at the end, um, and the game is called Countdown to Retirement. Which you might think, like, you're playing it with fifth and sixth graders. They they're not going to get this. They totally got it. Again, it was a simulation game. They start when they're like, you know, 20, 25 years old. And they got to make life decisions, kind of like the game of life. They got to choose a vehicle. They got to choose a house. They got to choose a profession, all these sorts of things. And they're making decisions. You know, should I go into debt? Should I not go into debt? You know, I, if I go to medical school, I have a huge salary, but I also have a huge amount of debt from going to medical school. Is it better to get a job where I don't have as much debt and maybe don't make as much? Could I get, could I get ahead? Uh, could I get ahead financially in that? And so, I mean, like, you talk about like, you know, financial independence and, you know, all the fire uh, blogs and, and podcasts out there. I mean, essentially what they're doing is they're deter- they're basically coming to their own decision on what it would take to be financially independent, right? Like if I go into debt, it's going to take me a lot longer to build up my nest egg to get to the point where I'm financially independent. Whereas if I actually, you know, if I get less education or a cheaper education, maybe I'll make a little less. Yeah. But you know what? I don't have that huge debt hanging around my yeah. hanging around my neck for the next like fifteen or twenty years. I mean, so we we talk a lot about that, and I mean they they're keen. I mean they 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 ate it up. Yeah, it's one thing I liked that you you mentioned earlier is that you know by high school they are making some of these decisions, and they don't they're already bad, off to a bad start with you know lack of planning. Uh, and even though they live with mom and dad, they haven't think thought about the consequences and. And I see that too. I see a lot of kids that they're, you know, that they're so excited because they got approved for a loan. And I'm like, you, you do know that you have to pay that back. And, and I've seen, and, and, and God bless, like, like I, I tip my hat to anybody who wants to go into education, but when you're going to a private small college that runs $65,000 a year and your salary getting out will be maybe 35 We've got some issues. No, you're screwed. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know, and, and, and with all, obviously all the laws, you know, you can't declare bankruptcy on college debt and, and you know, what are you thinking? But I, I think that's, that's so important now to have those conversations as eighth graders and maybe they can take a look. And, and, and I, I know exactly that game you're playing the, with the, the coffee and, and I, my kids played it too in elementary. And yeah, all of a sudden they're like, looking at the weather forecast and all that sort of stuff. And <laughs> I just, I love the, 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 them being little mini moguls. Um, and, and, and not necessarily, you know, being greedy or anything else like that, but being able to be thoughtful and say, how do you spend money? What are market conditions? When do you buy? How do you buy? Um, these are all things that really, really, you know, translate into a lot of things other than just financial planning. And, uh, man, I, I, I'm, I'm stoked that, that you're doing it. Although I do have to have a side conversation. Did you like... <laughs> My, I'm sorry, I had to interrupt you. Like my eyes lit up when you said you had a paper out, dude, <laughs> dude. I mean, to this day, I can still get up at 4am because I had a paper out. I, 
cherish the fact that I got a paper out. <laughs> Were you a morning paper out or an evening? My, no, mine was it. Mine was an after school. Mine was an after okay. school paper out. And uh, yeah, I, again, I, like I said, I did it with my brother. We were pretty similar in age. And so we would, we'd go all over the neighborhood and we'd deliver, deliver the papers for, I don't know what we'd make, probably like 30 or 40 bucks a month or something like that. I don't even know what it was, but I mean, yeah. We were hustling, like we, like we said, right? I was like, I was nine, I was 10 and we were, you know, we were getting after it. And my parents, you know, my parents weren't like huge in teaching us the explicit sort of details of personal finance, but they definitely, like that whole Morris Cawthon taught, like we just knew, like if you wanted something, it wasn't just going to be handed to you. And my parents were very generous and like, God bless them. They were super generous and still are. But I just knew like, money like when people say money doesn't grow on trees like i knew that it was like if i if you want something that goes beyond sort of what we're prepared yeah. to provide for you Go you're going to have to you're going to have to find a way to do it right yeah. and and that is one thing that i think is sorely missing in you know in a lot of kids you know and i I hate not seeing it in, uh, I hate not seeing it in the kids that, uh, you know, a lot of the kids that go to our school, which is why I love seeing it in the kids in this class. And I mean, we started, we started a club at our school that kind of, uh, kind of came out of this course called entrepreneurial adventure, where we actually started like a legitimate business. So like, we're like, an, we're an importer. So we buy goods, we like import them and then we sell them at a, at a markup and, we're, we, we designed like uh, some marketing materials and, you know, we've got our president, we've got our directors of marketing, like we've got it set up like an actual business. We partnered with like a local business uh, leader in our community who comes in once a week and like mentors the kids and, you know, all the, all the, the money talk about like greed. I mean, it's not about greed. These we're actually raising money for like a, a local charity, but we, I want to teach these kids you know, these concepts and they're, like I said, they're just lapping it up. Like they, they love it. And I think part of it, why they love it is they've never been given this level of responsibility before. I think kids really crave that because I think sometimes we, we baby them, you know, we think they're not capable of certain things when, you know, we set the bar too low. Whereas if we set it high, I think we'd be really amazed at what they, what they're able to accomplish. And, you know, I've seen that with teaching these, these fifth and sixth, sixth graders, you know, the personal finance it's basics and then these entrepreneurial lessons i mean these kids are crushing it yeah i love that so how's the um what kind of feedback we getting from the parents well you know it's funny i actually like the parents actually are they're part of the reason why i started the class so i have like a passion for personal finance and that kind of goes beyond just sort of my like my my teaching like i said i have a blog and I write about personal finance. And so, you know, it doesn't take much for me to like get into, into a personal finance discussion with someone. If they're willing to talk about something financial, like I'm on it, like white on rice, right? Like I love, I just love talking about that kind of stuff. So I, I was chatting with a parent and she actually said, Hey, you know, you should, you should start a, you should start a class for, uh, she actually said for the parents, for like adults and stuff like that. And I kind of got me thinking like that, that might not be a bad idea. And I am going to be running a class at um, one of the local churches here uh, in, in my community in about a month. So I've got that going on. But then I was thinking about the kids and the parents love it because honestly, the parents, part of the reason I don't think a lot of this stuff gets taught at home, quite frankly, is because the parents don't have the basics down. I mean, you look at this, you look at the statistics about the debt levels and, you know, people living to paycheck, paycheck to paycheck, the percentages, like 
you know, it's staggering the, the amount of people that don't have these basics down. And I think part of the reason why it doesn't get taught is because the parents don't have the basics. So I think for them, it's like, it's a relief um, that, you know, someone is teaching them these things and they love, I know the one, I, my first class that I ever taught, we talked about like compound interest. And I told the kids, I said, like, it was after we had talked about the million dollars. And so I told the kids, you know, I was like, what if I told you, like, you could invest your money, and it would literally make money as you slept, like you could just invest it. And, you know, over time, it would actually make money. So you literally would not have to work, you could just live off of the interest. And so at the end of class, this one little guy comes up to me and says, mm, yeah, you got to tell me more about this interest thing, this investing thing. And so, you know, parents, they, they love it because their kids are getting this, edu this education. Um, it opens up a lot of conversations with, uh, with the parents and some of the parents, you know, they're entrepreneurs and, you know, I think they want to pass these things on to their kids, but maybe they just haven't been intentional about doing it, or maybe they just haven't, you know, been able to find the time or haven't made it a priority. Um, and so, you know, everybody's been very, uh, very supportive of it and it's, it's, it's gone awesome. That's good to hear. Uh, you know, sometimes you're never sure what you're going to get. So I, I love that uh, as partly, um, you know, the idea of the parents. I had the same uh, thing when I taught middle school. We actually, they, some of the parents were asking to come in because uh, like, again, it was called Fiscal Friday. So sometimes right after school, they're like, hey, that thing you were talking about with my son last Friday, the, yeah. the, the thing with the numbers and it was for Indiana. Oh, the 529 plan. Yeah, it's like a college save. Oh, yeah, let me tell you all about it. So it was great because, you know, even the parents were like, they would obviously know about it because their kids were talking about it. Like, totally. hey, dad, hey, dad, did you know that what the difference between a Roth and a traditional IRA is? No. Oh, let me tell you. And I just, you know, melts my heart to, to hear that. So now I, I, I sincerely, one, I appreciate you reaching out to me. This has been an awesome conversation and uh, partly nostalgic. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I do, I just like that, that, you know, you saw as a vice principal and you wanted to take, take it over a class. And I think that's just great because we all keep identifying that this is a problem and, and you guys did something about it. I was almost going to break into a vanilla ice lyric, but I, I did not because <laughs> <laughs> there's no DJ revolving anything. Um, <clears throat> but no, I, I, hats off. I, I, I really um, love what you're doing and, and the fact that you're, you're going to make a lot of financially responsible students in, in your wake. Um, I just seriously, absolutely love it. So if anybody else is you know, listening to this and there's some teachers like, oh, I kind of want to try this, where might they find you? So um, I have a, so my blog is methodtoyourmoney.com. So they can find me uh, there. I'm on Twitter, method underscore money. I'm on Facebook, um, method to your money. Uh, they can find me on there um, and just reach out to me. Feel free, like on uh, on my site, I've got some different like opt-ins and stuff like that. One of the opt-ins is actually for me to like share out all of the, uh, all of my info, all of like my lesson plans and everything. I share that out with anybody that's, uh, that's interested. Just drop your email on there and then I'll email that, uh, I'll email that out to you uh, or share it with you. And if you can't find the opt-in on the, uh, on the site, just uh, just contact me, and I'm more than happy to uh, to send to send you whatever I have. If you have questions, happy to happy to answer any questions that you you have. And honestly, 
like I'm, I'm learning in this whole journey as well. So I'd love to hear from people, you know, what they're doing, because I know I'm not the only one doing this and I'm under no illusions that I'm the one doing it the best. And so I would love to, I'd love to hear what uh, different teachers are doing. And I mean, my hope is that, you know, we can roll this out, not just in like my little elementary school, but that hopefully within my school division, we can maybe roll it out and hopefully, you know, bigger, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, provincial wide, statewide, I mean, I hope we can, we can get on top of this because it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely needed. Indeed. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, <laughs> I'm muting my head, my, my microphone because I'm shaking my head so fervently. <laughs> so, all right. Well, again, I appreciate you being on. I hope people reach out to you. And most importantly, I hope you've inspired some parents and some teachers and some students listening to start taking, you know, that, uh, that I'm not going to call it personal finance because it sounds boring, taking money more seriously. And, money, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Okay. Thanks a lot, Don. I appreciate it.